Today, we have the lovely High Therapy, also known as V, the owner and operator of Controversial Smoke. We'll get into that in a minute. Make sure you all check her out on Instagram and on her podcast. And how are you today, beautiful? I am living and blessed. <laughs> I know that's right. Stay blessed. Stay blessed. Oh, yes. look at that piece of equipment over there. What's that? What's yes, that? this is my girl. Her name is Iridescent. Mm. So I named her iridescent because obviously she's iridescent, you know what I mean? But she 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 packs well. She packs well. So she's ready too. She's ready. She ready? She ready. She ready. What you smoking on? What you smoking on? I got me some Grandi Flora Red Velvet from Cookies. Okay. And how it, is it? It is really good. It's one of my favorites aside from Costa Nostra. This thing is, uh, Jesus, so pretty. <laughs> so pretty. And like, I love a good, you know, pushback. Cause that's how you know your flower's gonna last a little bit longer than you expect it to. <laughs> exactly. So for those winning you for the first time, please give them a brief description of who you are and what is it that you do? Uh, well, I do a lot of things. I would say that I have a couple notches under my belt. Um, I've been in the cannabis industry for over five years. I started while I was in college. I went to Cal State East Bay Hayward. And, you know, I'm originally from the Bronx, so I didn't know anything about cannabis. I just knew how to smoke it. I didn't okay. know none of that other stuff like limonene and myrcene and cario. None of that. Then when I came to the West Coast, that's when I really learned more about cannabis, but also how to be a educated stoner. You know, you want to be able to smoke and enjoy yourself and, you know, uh, manage your mental health, but you also want to get shit done. So I learned, you know, to be from the hood and then go into the nerdy side of the cannabis industry. Okay. Okay. And what inspired you to even have a cannabis based I would say uh, the fact that my dad is not fond of it and he saw it as something that is a bad habit more so than something that can help you, that can allow you to be a better you. And I wanted to challenge him. I didn't tell him I was smoking while I was in college. Okay. Uh, I told him pretty much when I was walking on stage and he was happy about, you know, me being able to get my bachelor's and graduating with honors and dean's list. And then I was like, hey, dad, just to let you know, if it wasn't for Green Crack or Dutch Street Haze, you would have never got this. And he's like, what is that? What is this? What is she talking about? You know, telling my mom. But my mom then knew 
She just said, as long as it doesn't mess up your goals, you're good. And that's exactly what I did. I challenged my dad and now he doesn't bother me about it. So what was it. your, hey, listen, sometimes you gotta show people you can show them about it and you can tell them. Yeah. Like, oh, no, this is bad. Oh my goodness. Where did you get this habit from? Where did you learn this? Me and your mother, we don't do none of this. And I'm like, it's all right. I'll show you better than I could tell you. Now, let me ask you, when was the first time you ever experienced cannabis? Uh, funny thing, the first time I experienced cannabis was with an ex. And at that time, I know it's bad. I was smoking cigarettes and I thought that oh, was I smoke, Listen, I smoke cigarettes, so I get it. I get it. Yeah, like I was yeah. just like, you know, this is easy. You're not going to get arrested, especially living in the Bronx and, you know, being in New York at that time you have to be careful walking around with a blunt. You know, there's some cops that'll, you know, be nice and understanding and they'll be like, put it down, crumple it up. I'm turning away. But, right. you know, back in those days, it was like, you could get got in Washington Heights, easy. So I just, you know, I wanted that freedom of being able to smoke, but also be educated in the process so while I was, you know, in school, I kind of played with it a little bit with my cousins on my mama's side, but nobody knows that. <laughs> and, you know, I would go to my cousin's house and they'd be like, yo, let's come downstairs, you know, like, let's, you know, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. So one time my ex was just like, I'm tired of you smoking these cigarettes. I'm tired of it. Took my cigarettes, threw them in the toilet and was like, I would rather you smoke this than smoke that. And I was like, I don't know how to smoke that stuff. I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to go to jail. You're turning me into a bad person. But one time I got an asthma attack in bed. And I dated a woman. So she's like, smoke this. Okay. And literally, I smoked it, went to sleep next day. I'm like, what happened to my lungs? They opened up. I was right. calm. So I was like, is it a, a panic attack slash asthma attack? I don't okay. know. But that's when I realized like, okay, this is a medicine. It's it, it may seem cool in the industry, you know, you're smoking, it's at leisure. Right. But for people who have, you know, depression, anxiety, who even have sciatica, you know, high blood pressure, those things alleviate, like weed alleviates all those symptoms from right. being much more difficult to handle on a day-to-day -day basis. I agree. I agree. I'm advocate for mental health, which we'll get to that kind of part of the conversation later. What I want to know is, are you a concentrate girl or a flower girl? Uh, I like both because I'm literally, I have my bong here, but then I also have some concentrate right here. So okay, okay. I kind of like a little bit of both. Do I dab? Yeah, I do dab. I have a nectar collector. I keep it simple. Um, but I also add, you know, extracts or, you know, concentrates on my flower as well. So I would say I'm a little bit of both, but I would choose flower. Okay. Okay. Well, if y'all don't know, you ain't never seen D page, V will go live with you in a heartbeat and V will hit a bong and RB. Okay. Check her page out. Okay. I'm trying to tell y'all, she got every piece of hardware you could think of. My girl has every kind. She has That's the straight right. kind of small kind, pineapples, hearts, flowers, you <laughs> name it. She got it. Nectar divers. I don't even know. She got rigs that I don't even know existed. Okay. I, so, you she, know, when silicone I ones, that. not silicone ones. <laughs> like she has yeah. bongs all over. Like she got, she's, 
she's literally like, as y'all know my little joke, she's like the bung of Oprah's, okay? You get a bung, you get a, like all over them, okay? So just pay attention. So <laughs> with honor of that, today, I know we smoke a drunk. Sometimes I do take a hit though on the bung. I will. And I, do, I like fights and bungs. We're getting ready to take a bung hit. Take your head. Yes. This is Candace's session. I wanted to sesh with you, sesh with you. And one of the things I wanted to do, if I ever had the opportunity to sesh with you, you know how to take a bond, y'all. She know how to make it look real fucking pretty. I ain't never seen nobody blow out smoke as pretty as this woman here does. <laughs> it is fucking beautiful, okay? Because you gotta I be, you know, you could be a woman and love cannabis and, you know, keep it classy, you know? Yes. So, cheers. With that. Cheers. Oof, that's gassy. Mm. Oh, you like that? It was, it, you know. You like okay, girl. so this is red velvet, right? So it tastes sweet, but it's but it's gassy. Like I would say, if I had to compare it to a liquor or no, to a <laughs> wine, because I don't drink liquor, I would compare it to a Stella Rosa Lux. Oh, say, wait, say that one more time for the people for the, for the people in the back. For the people in the back. How you say it again? Estela Rosa loves. Oh, y'all hear that accent? My girl over here is speaking more than one language. Y'all better get it together. Hold, we'll get to that later. Yes, you know. I teach me how to say a dirty word or two. <laughs> I, you know, sometimes it comes out and then sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes my dad's accent, because I'm Haitian and Puerto Rican. So sometimes, depending on like the anger or excitement, It'll be a Haitian accent or it'll be wait, a so Puerto Rican like, accent. So who's, your who's Haitian, your dad or your mom? My dad's Haitian. And your mom's Puerto Rican? Yeah. And how was that growing up? That household was interesting. Those uh, conversations was a little case. I would say like my parents are old school, very old school. Like my mom's an old school Puerto Rican and my dad's an old school Haitian. So education played a big role in the household. But also, like, he didn't really want me staying over other people's house either. And I think that's, like, the Haitian side. I don't know. It might be. It might be. My, well, I'm not half Haitian or anything. But my, my mom was like that. My mom ain't played it. My mom or my dad didn't play it. Spend a night somebody's house? No. They can come over yeah. here. But you can't go over there. Yes. He'll be like, like, pick a favorite cousin. Yeah. They can and they can come over. You can't go over there. That's how that yeah. works. <laughs> my mom's more like, oh, let her go have a sleepover. So it was... I was a homebody for the most part, and okay. I feel like I grew up um, more maturely than most would because I am the only child. So I have a very close relationship with my parents. I tell my mom like pretty much everything, but it's also very strict where like you better come home after school, you better have your homework done, and if you don't, no TV. I will take the TV out your room. Wait, Motley, oh. I, am the, I, know yep. you, I am the only child. Listen, and mom still went to work. Dad still went to work. You better be home by with a key. And you had to be in by a certain time. You better be they calling their phone by. If you if you got out at 4 o'clock, my mom knew exactly what time you got home. Yes. 15, my phone should be ringing. Like, that's how that went. So I and I went to Catholic school, so they would tell oh, me anyway. You know? My dad took me out of public school behind my mother's back. So 
that's like, you know, knowing the differences in uh, discipline has also taught me how to like know my boundaries in life as, as well. Because I have one parent that's really strict, you know, that comes from a country that's known as, you know, poor, you know, historically, because people don't know the roots of it. You know what I'm saying? So I come from that type of discipline. And then also you got that old school Puerto Rican side where like, if you disrespect your mother, the whole family is coming to the house. Right. You know, like it, it's, it teaches you boundaries because you know what to say to people, what not to say to people, but you also know, don't make that right turn or that left turn. Like when you grow up with people who are old souls, you become an old soul. You start to gain that intuition where it starts to help you out in life too on what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And that's why I started high therapy and controversial smoke because I like to talk about things that people are scared to discuss. Oh. So leading up to my next question was, how did you come up with Controversial Smoke? Now, that is the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So yep. make sure you go to our page and hit that link tree and go over to that podcast. And it's a very interesting podcast. Yes. And so, uh, it's very controversial. If you have, if you don't have thick skin, I don't advise you to look. Yes, you got to have thick skin because I think that we tend to cover up the reality of what we see. And, you know, try to give benefits of a doubt, even though there are some red flags that you've already been exposed to. But we all naturally give each other, you know, the benefit of a doubt. But one thing I've learned, even up to, you know, this week's drama I've entered, because I'm very transparent. You know, you can't make people the, you know, the type of friend that you are. And you also can't make people comprehend things that are naturally common sense to you. So I feel like controversial smoke is more based on being able to ask the questions and wonder about the things that you are wondering about and also be able to speak freely on those topics without feeling criticized or judged because it's my podcast. So right. I'll talk about the hell I want to talk about. If you don't want to listen to it, and, and you know, and, and on that, give me one second. If you like what you see in this video, hit the link to subscribe button. I do apologize if you do not respectfully so, but not respectfully. So back to what you were saying, Nika. Uh it's it's one of those things where cannabis has allowed me to be a bolder person. Because growing up, you know, I've dealt with a lot of with a lot of colorism. I've dealt with a lot of discrimination within my own family. So okay. it's like a gift and a curse to be able to be exposed to that. Because when you are in the real world and you're on your own and you're doing things, you know, that you're trying to do to attain your goals, you're going to see that there are a lot of ignorant obstacles in the way. And a lot of the time, subconsciously, people, other people don't realize it. But I think that us as people of color, we realize when it's an issue based on colorism, racism, discrimination, or favoritism. And usually that favoritism goes right back into that colorism, into that racism, and into that discrimination. And being able to be within a family that, you know, is kind of like that and learning the difference of how my Haitian side embraces me much more, knowing that I am half Puerto Rican compared to the Puerto Rican side. And a lot of people face that because when you're in a, you know, when you're mixed, I'm not the typically mixed. 
You know, people expect like you're supposed to be light skin or light eyes or, you okay. know, and it's, okay. it's, it's not, you know, and when you got to kind of fight for that pedestal of knowing like I'm just as Afro Latina as the next person. And a lot of the time they don't even speak it, but I do. It kind of throws you off and it kind of makes you feel like you don't know where you belong. So for a high therapy and controversial smoke, it's about people who may seem to be socially unacceptable based on other ignorant reasons. Other people's you know? opinion. Yeah. <laughs> it's just other people's like other people's opinion. Like and and it's funny because even in the space that we all operate in or most of us operate in when we have a you know a podcast or a station, you realize that you're opening yourself to criticism. Yes. So me, I'm realizing now that people are gonna pick me apart. People are always gonna have something to say. Always. And in the beginning, I was like scared of that. Like I was, I was terrified of that. And then my thought process turned into, well, what is so scary about their opinion? Like now I look yeah. at it as a conversational piece because you, I get to actually now see what other people's opinions are on me, which is kind of cool in a sense, be it bad or negative, because it's like, well, even if it's negative, my attitude is like, well, how'd they get that? Like, they must have sent something or to make yeah. it feel or maybe it's just an, an interpretation. It's not that I really care about what you think. It just enlightens me about me sometimes. And yes. I am okay with that. You know what I mean? It's not about like, oh, I'm changing because you think that it. No, I might not. I might listen to what you're saying. I can see how you get that, but then I still disagree agree you know what yes. i mean like so and that's okay but at least now i know where you're coming from and you know what i mean and then I, it also helps me to find when i pay attention to those kind of comments or people giving me suggestions it also lets me know who was really for me and who was really against me because the ones who are against me will either be quiet and let me keep going to the end of the cliffs and sometimes every once in a while the ones that are for you will speak up yeah, I've even, like, there was, you know, one time when someone told me, and I think that's what triggered controversial smoke, because at first it was high commentary, and I was just like, okay, you know, I'm going to keep it, um, how you say, yeah, keep it white, you know, and, you know, just keep it, like, very, you know, classy. In a box. Yeah. In a box. We're going to stick these categories in a box. Yeah, and then I was like, I went through a breakup uh, on Valentine's Day. Oh. And that was the birth of controversial smoke, like me changing the name because a lot of people didn't like the fact that I was venting my feelings. And I realized at that moment, if you don't like it, you could totally leave. But it's for people who can't voice how they feel. And I'm just a vessel of that. I'm just a vessel of transparency because as you get older, you don't give a fuck. You don't. <laughs> you you're you you don't I have no fucks to give. <laughs> yeah, like I'm 37 years old and I lived a life where you know speak when spoken to, sit in that corner. And I understood the discipline as you get older cuz when you see badass kids on a bus or in somebody's house, you're like who you didn't get enough ass whippings, huh? <laughs> like that TV wasn't taken away from you enough. You know, and and I I'm so thankful, even though I, when I was younger, I was just like, I can't stand my dad. Right. <laughs> he doesn't let me do anything. Now I'm like, <laughs> shoot, thank God this man is in my life. Because right. my mom is, you know, she's sweet, she's loving, she gives me the, what it is to be a wife, to be a mother. 
But my dad gives me the definition of what it is to be a man, to be a father. So sometimes, you know, he'll tell me like, man up. Because we live in a world where dudes ain't manning up. So we got to man up. And that's one thing, like, as you get older, you're like, why am I holding this in my head when this is free game? This is free game to any woman who feels lost, especially as a woman of color. You're trying to get up. You know, you're trying to be successful in your own lane, in your own way. And people are telling you, don't be controversial. Oh, just don't do it. And I'm like, shit, why the fuck I went and got my bachelor's degree in ethnic studies and communications for? To let it sit? No, I'm going to utilize it to my best ability. And and now it's becoming something where people aren't as scared. And they're like, yeah, I went through that too. You know, I found out my ex did this too. Because my... (laughs) I found my ex in a very uncompromising situation, which kind of like had me a little distraught. And I just felt like, you know, Beyonce and Lemonade. And I was like, (laughs) I'm about to Jasmine Sullivan your ass, you know? But yeah, I was like, the God in me was like, look, you got two parents 3,000 miles away. You don't need to be locked up or do anything stupid. And you have a degree, bitch. What the fuck are you doing? So I just learned to be like, you know what? I'm going to use my degree, what I've learned as a communications major as well, to speak to the masses so that other people who are going through it on the inside could watch somebody going through it on the outside. I agree. I agree. Because I'm so, too old for this shit. <laughs> what is the biggest mis- misconception people have about you and why? I, I, I also wrote this down. Uh, I think that people have this misconception because I'm so, you know, nice and a little spicy, a little feisty and friendly. It's like, I'm from the Bronx. I'm not that friendly. <laughs> I, I put that out there because I don't want people to be scared of me, but I want, I want people to also understand, like, I'm 10 toes down with all my shit. Don't let the face fool you. So a lot of people will be like, oh, she's so nice. She's so sweet. And they, I think that they also assume that I'm easy to walk over okay. or easy to fool. And that's just their perception based on my physicality. But then okay. when I start running at the mouth, then they scared. And I'm like, oh, what you thought? I was a dum-dum? No, no, honey, no. So I think that that's the biggest misconception. I think that people just think I'm a doormat for bullshit. When I'm not, I just give you enough rope to hang yourself. Got you. And that's life. That's that's life. That's in everything. Like, you know, people will be like, oh, my God, that's so, oh, he's so harsh. That's my dad's fault because Haitians are harsh, but they mean well. Just like they say, Jamaicans are harsh, but it's, it's, it's how they're saying it. They're saying it with the strength within them because they want you to be better. Okay. And that's that Islander mentality of tough love. But that's just the truth that a lot of people need to understand. Like, do you want me to let you cross the street and get hit by a car? Or you want me to yank you by your neck so you don't get hit by a car? <laughs> You just say yank me. <laughs> yank yeah, I'll be like, yank me, please. Yank me by my weed if you need to get me out of this situation. And I didn't understand that type of, you know, love until I got older and understood that a lot of the things that 
my dad said to me or, or, you know, the type of advice he gave me was really to toughen me up for the reality. Cause now that I'm 37 and I'm in the reality, I'm like, shit. <laughs> shit is real. <laughs> he ain't lying not one bit. He always says a friend is a dime in your pocket. I got a lot of dimes and I lose them too. You know, know so you, you learn and you grow and you start to become more appreciative of your old school parents because they've already been there, done that, but we're under that illusion that they've never been through that. They just don't tell you about it. True. So they've been through it. They just... So yeah, they've been. I feel like they've been through it. Like they've been through more than we can imagine. Actually, our grandparents been through too much. Yeah. Let me ask you this: How do you deal with mental stress? Woo! I smoke. Mm-hmm. I smoke. I pray. Uh, I also come up with. I guess maybe that's the cancer in me, but you know, like we have big imaginations. And I just try to figure out a way I can make it into my reality without being, uh, without having my mind misconstrued by the outside world. So smoking helps me do that because if I'm sober, I am not as level-headed as people would assume. I'm more nervous. My anxiety is up more. I'm thinking faster instead of thinking slower, putting more thought. So that's how cannabis, you know, helps me to the point where like, that's all I need. I don't even drink. I'm more of like a wine sipper, champagne sipper, but I don't drink liquor. Liquor burns my stomach. It's like the exorcist coming out. It's like acid. (laughs) I tried it again um, for my birthday and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, and the champagne did me fine. But then I went out a few weeks after and I had some liqueur and my stomach was throwing up gang signs. It was just crip walking all over my motherfucking stomach. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm good. It, you know, like your body lets you know, like it don't want that. So yeah, do. I have not that- done hard liquor in years until that one time. And yeah, God told me no. So you just stated that your body tells you it don't want that. What do you do to stay healthy? What is your nutritional routine? I drink a lot of ginger tea. Um, Ginger tea is something I didn't like when I was younger. But I understood why my dad made me drink it. Ginger is, is something that's like therapeutic to the body. It's rejuvenating your blood, you know, your white blood cells. So now I've added turmeric because you know the vid and turmeric is very good for the vid. So mm-hmm. I tend to drink a lot of teas to protect myself, to give myself antibodies. Um, I eat pomegranate, not pomegranate juice. Um, I would say prayer helps a lot because there's a, you know, there's a lot of situations that make you want to go out of control. And if you don't pray, drink your water, Stay true to yourself, maintain your transparency. You're gonna lose your mind, especially here in Vegas. Mm. <laughs> now, let, now let me ask you this. What motivates V to get V up in the morning? What motivates you to get you up in the morning? My parents. Okay. My parents definitely motivate me to get up because I know they're older. They can't, they're not responsible for me. 
you know, they, your parents are going to love you forever, but there's only so much they can do. And I want to be able to be in a position to take care of them the way they took care of me. So I know I have to have the same energy they had for me. Oh, that's Get awesome. your ass up, go to work, say whatever you got to say. People don't like it. Oh, well, you be all right. I know that's right. How's cannabis affect your, how has cannabis affected your life? Like your relationships in life? Like relationships. And I'm not talking about your cousins or your brothers or your moms yeah. and dads. <laughs> how has, let's keep it funky because you were about to say, my dad said, no, we're not talking about that relationship with cannabis. We're talking about a relationship cannabis i think it's helped but it's like a how you say it it's a gift and a curse because it allows me to be open with my feelings and my emotions it helps me to be able to explain myself in a way where i'm actually trying to get them to understand where i'm coming from so that you could be uh a better person towards me, you know? Cause you gotta learn everyone. So in order for you to learn everyone, you gotta be able to have an open mind and you don't have to do everything your friend does or what the next person does, but you just gotta respect <laughs> it. And I think I a lot of people just don't respect it. And I've learned just being in school, being surrounded by so many different, you know, backgrounds, you just got to learn how to respect people's ways of living, their religion. E even if you don't like it, if you like the person and who they are and what they bring to the table, all of that other stuff is minute. Okay. All right. What's your wildest cannabis story? What's my what? Wildest cannabis story. And I'm talking about some shit that got your ass in trouble. Yeah. Not like, oh, I, I was in the dormitory with my girlfriends and we smoked a joint. Happy that my dad is not big on social media because I, mean, <laughs> I want the tea. Get out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> I want the tea. I'm so glad that my dad we, we, does we, not we, care we, for we social media. I want the tea. <laughs> every time I think of it, it scares me every time. Okay. And you know, my dad may not be like the tallest, but he is Haitian. And um, I used to, you know, thank God he does not look at social media like that. So, okay, I used to go to like the third floor and smoke with some neighbors. And, you know, one time I was smoking in the hallway. And I didn't look at the time. And my dad's the type that he'd leave out of work on time. But those past couple of days, he wasn't on time. So I'm like, shoot, I could get, I could eat away with eat. So I'm like, okay, seven o'clock. Let me go downstairs real quick. You know, I hear some steps. Like I hear, <laughs> but I also hear keys. And me and my mom kind of know my dad's regiment. Right. So I hear like. And I'm like, oh shit, Damn. I had to hop, bunny hop lightly up to the roof because we live 
near the roof. There's nowhere else I could go. If I go downstairs, my dad's going to know it's me right. on the third floor smoking that shit. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm hopping from the third floor all the way to the fifth. Get up to the roof. I'm like, okay, let me peek I hear. But the keys are getting closer and I'm like, oh, fuck. So I get up all the way to the roof and I'm looking down from the stairway, but I'm peeking because my dad got good sensories. He could, he he got good sensories. He knew that ass was going up the stairs. You know, honestly, I really think he did know, but he ain't telling me nothing because he's just all against me. <laughs> Anytime there's an interview about me, he's going to be like, my daughter thinks, I don't know. But she ran up them steps so fast. <laughs> he ain't come back for it. I didn't come back. Yo, I literally, I looked. I see my dad opening. Because, you know, Haitian, they got hella locks. <laughs> you know, he he opens the door. You know, you hear the bird because I have a little, my mom has a little parallel. And my mom's like, what happened? And my dad's at the door like, someone's smoking that shit. And he closes the door. And then I'm like, I'm not stupid. My father will look through that motherfucking pee hole and watch me walking down these motherfucking steps. And he gonna wait till I come back upstairs and he gonna whip his ass. He don't care if I'm 25. So I was like, okay, all right, bitch. You gonna have to stay up in this roof for like a good half hour. Cause your father gonna be peeking through that pee hole for a good 10 minutes. You need to make a run for it. So I'm like, okay, all right. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. And I I don't hear the bird chirping. So that lets me know that my parents are like comfortable in their room. Right. So I'm like, okay. Right. So I go all the way down to the first floor because I'm like, shit, I told my mother I was going to go to the store anyway. I was going to go to the store and I was going to get me a bacon, egg and cheese anyway. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Sammy's. I'm going to get this bacon, egg and cheese on a roll and shit. I'm going to tell a little extra this, a little extra that. I'm going to get my mystic. I'm going to have a big ass fucking bag. My mom knows that I was roaming, not smoking. So I do that. I go outside. You know, it's cold outside. It's brick. You know, it's winter time. So it's good because then the weed smell comes off your body. You got a little body spray. <laughs> you got this all mapped out. <laughs> Yo, dead ass. I always had a bottle of body spray in my pocket. No way. All the time. I was going up the steps, smoke a little bit of my cigarette because the cigarette cuts the smell of the weed. Pop some navelators in my mouth, walking up the steps slowly. Yo, I open the door and my dad looks at me, but he gives me this Haitian look. Like, just silence. He was in trouble. Where did you go? I went to the store, look, I got a bacon, egg and cheese. You know, you gotta know how to distract your daddy. So I'm like, I got a bacon, egg and cheese. I got some cheese doodles. I got some this. And he goes, all this junk. And that's the moment he says all this junk. His mind forgot for a minute. So I just distracted, I'm eating and stuff. He goes, hmm, you're very hungry. I said, yeah, dad, I eat breakfast. I was so scared that 
that whole day, I just kept watching him and he kept watching me. Like, I'm like, I'm gonna go outside and smoke a cigarette. Hmm, cigarette, huh? Hmm, hmm. So wait, he was okay with you smoking cigarettes, but not marijuana. No, he hates cigarettes more than weed. Okay. okay. Yeah, he hates, like, when I graduated and he, you know, realized that, okay, shit, she has a degree. I, I asked for honors, she gave me Dean's List. I guess it doesn't affect her, but he does not like cigarettes. And that's why I started like hitting a vape. Okay. So I did it like, usually like I'd be tempted, you know, I smell it sometimes. I'd be like, mm. just a little gist of an American spirit. Just American, uh, American spirit. Yeah, like I, those are my cigarettes. And then, um, I just was like, my dad was like, I don't like that. I really don't like that. Like, I know that other stuff, you're in that industry and I get it. And I know what you're trying to do. And I know that your degree coincides with what you do because it's part of the culture. And it didn't bother your degree, fine. But cigarettes will kill you. They will kill you. You don't understand cancer. <laughs> I'm not, that's how he talks to me. You don't understand cancer. Uh -huh. That's it. I said, Dad, you could get cancer from fucking food. Don't, don't, don't play with me. <laughs> you know? So it's like, I, I learned you, that I understand the sincerity in his face to be like, okay. nah. Just like when I, I had piercings, like this pierce and my tongue pierce. And one time, like my dad just told me like, you're too pretty for that. You're, you're ruining yourself. You're sabotaging yourself. I'm just letting you know. You can do what you want because you're grown, but you're sabotaging yourself for what you want to do. And he got up and made me feel like shit, and I took it out. Well, that's because you was a daddy's girl. It's not wrong with being a daddy's girl. Yeah. My, my mom, you know, you know she, she, she my favorite girl. Like, <laughs> I would, I would, I would, ooh, I would chop a bitch for her. You know, like, she's my cupcake. So, yeah. Having that combination of like that cupcake, that sweet, that caring, empathetic person, and then you have that tough, come from Haiti, made his way up, became his own business person, you know, been an entrepreneur for so many years. It's like you're, I'm clashing between the both of them in the midst of what I'm doing. Okay. I'm being honest, but I'm also being empathetic, but I'm also being real and I'm being spiritual and I'm being transparent. The things that a lot of people are scared to do or or discuss, I will do it because I'm 37 and I don't give a fuck and I grew up and I'm less wet behind the ears to be like, yup, I dated a 25 year old and he fucking played me and I, mm-hmm. And that's what started Controversial Smoke. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I saw him and what I saw him and I saw him where he was at and it, it was kind of disturbing. And who the fuck am I going to talk to about that? Because I cannot afford $150 an hour, so fuck it. It's therapy, and I'm high. I know the fuck that's right. So, on that note, V, y'all know how to find me on Instagram, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Check her out over our podcast, Controversy Smoke. Also, if you like what you see in this video, hit the subscribe button. If you don't, I do apologize. We'll leave a comment or anything else you'd like us to talk about. Also, don't forget over there on Sundays, you got my big bros, Rob and Trey and Green Goblin from CLCV. Don't forget, what's up, bromies? How y'all doing? I uh, don't forget we got Pigeons 420 over there on Twitch at night as well. 
stop by and say hi to Mr. Grow It for me. And you know, I'm still working on this dog with a hunt stuff. That's my favorite guy. <laughs> and don't forget, also on Sundays, the Black Lotus himself, God gets me together with my meditation and make sure I get my life together. And uh, starting on Mondays, I believe not, on 9 o'clock, you got Trey over social elevated TV. He has a new show, guys, coming out. So make sure you check that out. I believe that's on Mondays at 9 o'clock. I'm not sure. I think I think that's what it is. Anyway, Trey, look at me stoned. Back to you, V. Quick question for you. On this path and this journey that I'm on, what's your words of wisdom for me? always be transparent it's a relief to set yourself up in a world that allows you to think freely to love freely and to be sympathetic in places where you should be so i think what you're doing is great because you're getting all the underdogs together and you're showing that like people of color smoke too. There's some badass mm -hmm. women of color too. All right. They're smart, they're educated, they smoke weed too. They deserve the same opportunities as everyone else too. So mm -hmm. being able to have a platform where you're able to instead be the person that talks about themselves, like get interviewed. Cause I was nervous. It's like it's one thing for you to be on your own podcast and you're like, mm -hmm. <sighs> Let me tell you what's going on. <laughs> now, it's another thing for you to notice that somebody else sees what you're doing as a woman of color and saying, like, okay, I see where you're coming from. You don't get no fucks. Let's find out a little more about you. Whereas other people are scared of the controversy. And I'm, I'm like, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just trying to be real. Right. So it's, it's it's great to like continue that transparency, continue those different arrays of people that you bring on, you know, and, and always keep it exciting as you always do. Because when you do it like that, it shakes things up. It, it stirs the pot in places where sometimes it needs to be stirred so that people can realize there's a lack of seasoning in certain areas of the pot. I appreciate you. So yeah, B. Yes. I got date night coming up. Oh, you mean a date night? Give me, give me an idea of a date. How should I plan it? Oh. Like, what's your level of liking the person? Like, is it a little, a lot, or a lot, lot? A lot, lot. Okay. Um, what does he like to do? I'm hoping he likes to just smoke weed like that. No. <laughs> no. Um, Aside from that, of course. That, that guy, you know, like, I don't really be caring if the guy don't smoke. At least I don't have to I share don't, I don't have a life. No, I, I would like my partner to smoke but it's not a necessity but don't don't shit on me about it deep right that's all i'm saying like exactly don't be all like you know 
trying to blow minds because you met me. Yeah. Home. Yeah. Every encounter we had, I was high. <laughs> like, does he like to? Do you like the movies? Like, I would do dinner because you got to eat. A girl's got to okay. eat. Are you cooking? Or am I cooking this dinner or am I ordering this dinner? Um, are you trying to get some buns at the end? I am. Okay, so if you're trying to get some buns at the end, then we're not gonna waste. Like, you you could cook, but but don't make it big, big. Okay. Like, keep it simple because you wanna have time to spend time. <laughs> What'd you say? Don't put that nigga to sleep, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't give him the itis. Give him like a little here, a little there, a little there. And then, you know, because then you'll have time and y'all will be sober enough and up enough to be like, okay, we're doing this. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Because I, like, they be dudes that I like, like, but then I get turned off in like three days. Oh shit! So I haven't, you know, but when I like like somebody, I'll be like, come to my house, and then <laughs> I'll cook, you know, I'll cook, I'll make something, you know, have a little dessert, have some wine, um, you know, I'll be like, oh, you want to watch a movie? Yeah, keep it. Yeah, the cater like you have if you like like the person you sh you have the cater term to see like I I'm a cater to this one because I like this one. It's like, yeah, but if you go out to dinner and then you come to my house. And of course, you know, then if that's what you want to do, like you want to eat out and then, you know, go to your house, then I would say like, you know, just have your house already, you know, have your bed already, you know? Okay. All right. Some candles, right. some roses, you know, or like, just make it a nice vibe, you know, some, I would say candles are essential. <laughs> Did you say candles? Or I agree with that statement, but I just want to know why yeah. you think candles are... I think all women have candles in their house. Yeah. I think I all women have candles. They might not be displayed the way people like think they would normally be displayed, but I guarantee you it was candles all around. They just not you're not paying attention to where they're some displayed. of them are just not lit. Like you know how some candles be so pretty that you just it's you just don't wanna light it up, you don't wanna right. burn it. You know, you just right. like you too cute. I'm gonna let you sit there and look cute. Until I'm ready. Like, in some candles, I feel like I'm not going to light up unless you're special. If right. I don't know if you're special like that, then I'll put, like, maybe, like, a couple of, like, them good, good candles and the rest, like, regular, regular, regular candles that you get at CVS. <laughs> you know, I'll do a little mixture so you can't tell the difference. <laughs> you know? So then when you come to my house... You know, everything, you know, looks cute, you know, because I live in, like, in a cozy apartment. But when you go to my bedroom, it's like, oh, okay. Got the candles going and the lights. It's nice. You getting, let's, we getting this wing, man. Got it. <laughs> I did that with my ex. I, Because, I, you know, I feel like women know when we're ready. Like, we know when we're ready. We know when we trying to let you beat this up. We know. <laughs> you think that you're the one who decided that, but you didn't. She was thinking about that shit probably before she said hi. <laughs> facts, bitch, facts. Because I'm sorry. I look at a couple, I'll be like, mm -hmm. okay. 
<laughs> and then later on, you know, then I choose. Like with my ex, like, look, I chose, I chose you. I chose you. Because we all choose. All women choose what we want to do. Look, unless it's, you know, forced, we choose when we want to open our legs. Point blank. Now, do we like the consequences of it? No, not all the no. time. However, we kind of know what kind of man we want. We could look at a guy and be like, yep, I suck his dick. <laughs> and that's a grown folk talk right there. <laughs> okay. I do oh, it. It's not happening, bro. It's either happening or it's not happening. I yeah. Like, we're not going to tell you, like, oh, I'm going to suck your dick. We're not going to do that. <laughs> we gonna see if you're gonna be worthy of it by how you treat us, how you approach us, your consistency, you know, your spirituality, your character, all those little things. You give us little hints, and then we kind of gather it up on our own. And then when that time happens, trust me, we've been waiting. We've been on that superhead train for a minute. We ready. <laughs> we just dusting off the shoulders when we see who fits the description. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, this is not the description. <laughs> if you fit no, the description, sure. then we planned it already. We already like, okay, so we gonna do the super hair. We gonna the slip and okay. All right, all right. It's gonna go so like this. He looked like he got girth. So, you know, we gotta be gentle but stern, you know, okay. <laughs> Just you wait. Know what? Did you just say he like he got Like, just wait. Just wait. You keep doing this shit to me, I'm going to hit the gooch. <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. But we ain't putting that out loud in our faces. We're just like, hmm, thank you. Thank you. But in our heads, we're like, gooch material. <laughs> In our heads, though, you know it's true. <laughs> you know it's true. I, I, just, I just don't be giving right. a fuck. I just be like, well, I took a sleep. Oh shit! Yep. He look like he he girthy and he clean and clingy, y'all. He gonna get this lingua right here. You say he gonna get this lingua right here? Yep. This lingua, boom, right there, all for you, boo. I will suck your dick with a bonnet on. <laughs> you know, but you say that, but that's in your head. It's never out loud, you know? But sometimes, you know, when you high, I, I don't know, when I'm high, I'll be like, well, it came through my mind, might as well say it. When I'm high, I speak my mind too. You know what I mean? Like, like I speak my mind most of the time, all the time. I think I'm a little bit probably more gentler when I'm high about when I say stuff. I'm more nicer. Yes. Um, versus, in, like, in my opinion. Um, yes. Because sometimes I, I don't even that. respond to. I, I I don't even respond sometimes at all. Because sometimes some things don't even need a response. So like yeah. when people are talking to me or I'm having conversations with people, some people just want someone to listen to. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with just listening and chilling and vibing. And you just let you and let you ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. We all because everybody needs free that. therapy. Right. You know, just ride. You know what I mean? Who's gonna afford $150 an hour? And you might have one problem that's a that's an hour. 
<laughs> he would have more than one problem as an album. Yeah, like, no, fuck that. You got live. That's a blessing. Whoever thought of that, you're awesome. You know, that I think that helps a lot of people, whether it's their business, you know, that they're trying to promote, whether it's them trying to gain confidence or getting inspiration of confidence. It helps because, you know, a picture, you can make a picture look as beautiful as you want. But when you could go on live and just be yourself and just be open and just like talk about shit and be happy, cry, be sad, talk about your feelings. And other people are coming in and they're like, yeah, I felt like that two years ago. Oh, I'm going through that now. You you don't feel as alone as you would if you didn't have those types of, right, you know, vices to like go to, to be like, let me go on TikTok. I got some <laughs> shit to say. Let me go on Instagram. I got some shit to say. Sometimes I put certain titles and I just see that lets me know like what people like to hear about. Sometimes I get more people when I post controversial smoke. Right. So that's when people are like, oh, this is that and that and that and that and that. Now you got growers talking. Now you got, you know, cultivators talking. Because right. it's a topic that, you know, maybe they didn't have anyone around to discuss those types of topics. Sometimes you can't discuss certain topics with certain people because their mind is not open enough to understand or empathetic enough because we live in a selfish world anyway. We do. So, we do. You know, if you don't have empathy, which most people don't have, but when you do have it, you look like the common enemy because you're not supposed to feel. You're not supposed to express emotions. And I'm sick of that shit. I'm 37. Fuck all that. I know that's right. Fuck <laughs> I all that. I'm going to tell I you how I feel. If I liked you, I liked you. If I didn't like you, I didn't like you. If I feel like you're not a good person, I'm going to say you're not a cool person. Nah, you're not empathetic. Now, if you want to be mad at me for that, that's your issue. I agree with that. Because if I'm trying to be a better person and you're influencing me to do the opposite i have to fight you on that even if that means i have to separate myself from you i may love you but i could love you from a distance because we just have different aspects on life well that's just life in general everybody doesn't have the same path or the same you know thing they're supposed to do and i think okay. everybody tries to understand in their own right or their own way that you know we're all you know, destined to do what it is that we call to do. So I think everyone's on the same wavelength of looking for what is it they're supposed to do. That's what we all have in common. Yeah. Know. But let me ask don't you this. Some of these dudes don't be shit. So I just be. Yeah. <laughs> I be looking at them because my ex, he traumatized my ass. When I saw his ass in something in a porn site. I was like, what? Like, you're in my house by myself. You know, and you want to have, like, somebody you could be like, hey, girlfriend, come over. Let me show you what the fuck I just saw. Can't even do that. Like, my social media family is more of a friend family to me than the people I know face-to-face. -face. Okay. Because it's like sometimes people are just scared to, like, agree with you. Whereas on social media... A lot of people just don't give a fuck no more. And it's like, I'm 37, and these people are 21, and they don't give a fuck. So why should I give a fuck? I don't know. 
Sometimes they are scared. They don't want to, you know, say they got played. I'm like, shit, I got fucking played. I got played. I mean, the fuck out. I think, I think, I mean, I don't know. I think if some at the age I'm, I've got played before, so it is what it is. I think, depending on what it is, everyone w- went through it in some form of fashion of being played in their life. Um, I think so, they lose their sense of understanding because once they surpass that level, they lose their sense of understanding how it was to be at that level. Like that level before, so uh, see, I think I think that's just being nice. What you just said, like that's assuming that they know they're not doing what, like you know what I mean. That's assuming that they they know that they're not being conscious. No, they know they they know what they're doing. They know what they should be doing. They're not doing. They just choosing otherwise. That's yeah. not making excuses for people. Like now, what I don't that. fault them in is their own decisions. But no, no, ma'am. I had to learn that. Doing. I was like, you know, like you try to give people the benefit, like oh. And then I started learning as I got high that, (laughs) you know, you need to give them enough rope to hang themselves. I feel like the first time they do something wrong to you, they, I mean, some things are common sense. Don't steal, don't lie, don't cheat, you know, don't deceive, be, you know, be a humanitarian. You know, those are basics to me, basic things of life. Somebody open the door for you, you say thank you, you know, you expect that in return. It's called manners. If you don't know it, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Aside from all that, like, when you're high, you start to feel like, okay, not not only is my mind high, but my spirituality is high. Where, like, you start to feel like you are a vessel. Some people may be like, oh, this person just fucking high. You just got to learn how to utilize it properly. You like, sometimes I'll say it like, damn, I still miss my ex, but mm, blue, mm, on a, mm, under that section there, you just got to love them from a distance. And sometimes <clears throat> it's one thing for you to be talking to yourself in your house, but it's another thing to be on live saying that shit to yourself because other motherfuckers that be on your live, they be like, yo, I just told myself the same shit by myself and you laugh about it and you don't feel guilty about your emotions and and how you feel like when i deal with colorism or racism and all that stuff like i have my feelings i've always been a person that had to hide them now i'm at the age and the educational level and the understanding and the experience to know this these are things that people need to be aware of whether they like it or not that's why I got Hannah's that follow me. I call those women who happen to be white. They're not utilizing their privilege of being white. Okay. okay. You know, there, there's a difference. So, like, I got hella Hannah's that follow me because they understand, they see it, they peep shit, they know the difference. They know when, you know, people are like, I guess some people that got blue check marks, I'll come on my live to hear what I'm talking about and then go talk about it because they got more followers. They got more people. And it's like, okay, well, thank you for the inspiration. You know? But I also understand there's a lot of cultural appropriation. I understand that there's a lot of colorism involved. So you got to know how to switch up. Code switch. I could be like this, but then I can also be like this. Thank you very much. If you can have... Any five people at your Candace's dream sesh or Candace, yeah, Candace sesh, five people dream, get her alive. What would you do? Who would you be? Who would be there? 
Biggie. Because I know we're going to eat good. Okay. okay. Jay-Z. Because he about that okay. business. Okay. Okay. Mm. Burner. Because he's about that business too. Like, Burner. Okay. And I just like the, the humbleness of, you know, like being a person of color, being able to like brand on a massive level. And having gotcha. that type of, you know, client loyalty, but also like people you just fuck with and just breaking bread with them in right. your way is, that's, th I would say that's more of learning, branding, authenticity. You know, everyone is an asset in some way, shape or form. Number four would be Jane Elliott, but she don't fucking smoke. But if she smoked though, <laughs> She's still alive. God bless her. I would fucking smoke with Jane Elliott. She wants to do an edible. We could do that too, boo. It's all good. Well, that's right. Because Jane Elliott is the like one of the main people that inspired me to do what I am doing. Okay. Like talking about things that matter. Her being a white woman, recognizing all these things that people of, you know, her uh, physicality do or say or act and being able to expose that in the skin she's in is just as bold. Because right. you know how many people may not like her? And she said it took the killing of Martin Luther King to make her do these experiments on kids and then adults. And when I was in college and I was watching these documentaries of her like telling another white girl like no you don't deserve to utilize that privilege at this moment you need to apologize to every person of color who doesn't have the type of privilege that you have which is to walk out of here like nothing because there's a lot of things they can't walk out of because of their skin and after that like when i saw that i was like i need to learn more about her so i mm -hmm. would love to smoke with her because she know more than i do i'm just here 36 years She's seen okay. shit, but it's like, yes, let's have some wine and smoke some weed. Okay. And number five, <sighs> I would number say five. last but not least, the person I would really, really, really want to smoke with, cause they're all men, except for Jane Elliott. If she smoked, I would have fucked with it too. But Oprah Winfrey. I, I can see that. That's a good one. And she, I think Just because she she's another she inspiration behind I the think degree. Oprah, I think Oprah smoked. I don't care what you're talking about. I think she's Yeah. Like, I watched the Oprah Winfrey show from when I was young. Like, my mom, stay tuned, always watching it. And I just was like, wow. And my dad would tell me, you talk a lot. You need to get a degree in speaking. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, I'm thinking he's insulting me. He's like, no, there is such thing somewhere, somehow. And I, I found communications and comparative ethnic studies. And I was like, oh, let's go. So we got your perfect five. It is, was it Biggie Smalls? Yep. Jay-Z. Yep. 
Jane Elliott. Yes. What was the last one? What was the other one? What's two more? Uh, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey. Was I missing somebody? Yeah, I don't think this has nothing. Okay, so I would say five would be, uh, I need a musician. Um, <laughs> yeah, I need a musician. Uh, uh, oh, fuck. Uh, I would say her. Okay. Or Lauren Hill. I can Hill. dig in that. That's not like a no. Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. All right. So Lauren Hill it is. I can believe it. I can, hey, Lauren Hill sounds yes. like a good one to me too. So that sounds like a good party. Especially the way her mind is, is like, ugh, let's smoke. Let's eat some dinner together. I know that's right. Well, V, I appreciate your time tonight. I appreciate you for kicking in with us today. Thank you, too. And, with me. and just remember, guys, on over there on CLTV on Sundays at 9, 13, you got the big bros over there on CLTV. You got Hemp God on Sundays with meditation. And don't forget, I drop a video every Sunday at 7.30. I got one coming up soon again. Uh, Trey, also, yeah, that's what on Mondays at nine o'clock. Hey, Poppy Collins, because Trey can start dropping his social elevated food style. Y'all know I'm greedy, so come rock with me over there. And remember, people, always stay lifted. <laughs>